Opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect the views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. It's almost time for the 61st ACB Annual Convention, and convention time also means ACB Auction Time. This year's auction will be held on Saturday, June 18th, beginning at 6 p.m. Central Time. It's your chance to bid on crafts, jewelry, technology, and those ever-popular food items, including some delicious baked goods. Participation is easy. If you're registered for the convention, you're automatically registered to bid. You can join in on Zoom or tune in to ACB Media to catch all the action. If you want to get in on some early deals, the ACB Appetizer Auction is for you. It'll take place June 16th and 17th with lots of great items up for bid throughout both days. All proceeds will benefit ACB membership and the ACB community. Watch your email for more auction details or contact Leslie Spoon if you have any questions. Her email address is lesliespoon at cfl.rr.com. That's Leslie Spoon at cfl.rr.com. Let's have some fun while raising money to support ACB. See you at the auction June 18th, beginning at 6 p.m. Central Time. ACB Families, a warm, welcoming affiliate that's as close as your telephone. ACB Families meets on the first and third Sunday of each month by Zoom, and we're always talking about topics that touch families that are large or small, families with kids or grandparents, families just like yours and mine. Be part of our ACB family. Call 502-897-1472 or email allacbfamilies at gmail.com. Welcome to Speaking Out for the Blind. I'm Brian McCallum. The state of Nevada is known for its bustling high-stakes casino action. And Nevada is also known for helping the blind and visually impaired become employable. The state is home to the ne- Nevada Department of Employment, Training, and Rehabilitation. Offers services for the blind and visually impaired. Here to talk about the department's services for the blind is its director, Elisa Caffarada. Also joining her is Supervisor of the Services for the Blind and Visually Impaired, Rochelle Pennick. Welcome to the show, everyone. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Glad you both are here. Why don't you both first tell us about the Nevada Department of Employment, Training, and Rehabilitation and your roles. Sure. This is Alisa. I'll um, start. Uh, I've been with uh, the Department of Employment, Training, and Rehabilitation for about a year and a half. Uh, We call it DEETER for short, which will make it a little easier. Um, And DEETER actually has several programs to help Nevadans get uh, back to work. Uh, We have unemployment. We have workforce training. We've got vocational rehabilitation. uh, We have uh, research and analysis. We have the Equal Rights Commission. So there are a lot of programs and services we offer to help Nevadans uh, sort of get back to work uh, or get into jobs. Uh, and so I'll let Rochelle talk about um, the specific services of the Nevada services to blind and visually impaired. Hi, this is Rochelle Pinnock, and I'm the supervisor for the statewide Bureau of Services for the Blind and Visually Impaired here in Nevada. So um, we, we, we have two programs. 
We work with uh, the Vocational Rehabilitation Program, um, helping individuals find employment. And then we have the Older Blind Program. So we help people who are age 55 or older remain independent in their homes and communities. Um, So we have... um, we provide services like assisted technology. We provide job placement services, vocational assessments, vocational training, low vision evaluations, and services like that, all geared to help individuals who are uh, seeking employment or trying to and or trying to remain independent in their homes and communities. I understand there are also transition services for high school students, Correct. Correct. So we are working with students um, age 14 and older to help them transition from um, their high school to whatever is next for them, post-secondary education or employment or vocational training. So we can help make that as smooth as possible transition. Now, there are some of the uh, listeners out there in the mining state of Nevada who might not be able to work. Lisa, what services do you offer these people? Um, So for folks who can't work, there are uh, other programs outside of the major programs that unemployment offers um, for folks who are uh, working age. So there's welfare, there's TANF. Uh, We do uh, our vocational rehabilitation division will do disability determinations that may help folks qualify for uh, social security benefits. Um, So those are just a few of the programs that the state offers. Most of what we do uh, is focused on uh, getting folks into employment. uh, And as uh, Rochelle talked about the older blind program for helping folks Uh, live more independently. Yeah, and I would like to add, too, we also do referral and resources to individuals. So we have really good collaborative relationships and partners with some nonprofit organizations um, that serve individuals who are blind or visually impaired. And so there are agencies here like Blind Connect and the Blind Center that provide opportunities for people for either training or... um, socialization or group activities. And so we do a lot of information and sharing of resources as well to the community members. We also do um, outreach efforts. So we will go out in public and talk about our services and our programs and try to help connect people to whatever may be the best resource for that. Now, I understand there are also low vision exams, even communication skills, and even that orientation mobility training that's offered. Yeah, we have um, a low vision clinic that has been a great partnership with the agency for over 40 years. Um, It's estimated that they've seen over 4,000 clients throughout the time. So it's with Marshall uh, Ketchum University, and they come to um, our office here and do low vision evaluations uh, with their interns and is overseen by one of their doctors. And so it's a great service. We've enjoyed this relationship for many decades now, and we hope to continue to enjoy it uh, in the future. And they also see about, on average, typically it's about 20 clients a month. 
Marshall Ketchum University. Where is that school? They are based out of California. Are they in northern, central, or southern California? I think it's like around the Irvine area, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, I've been to Irvine. Yes, I know where Irvine is. It's next to Anaheim and next to Disneyland. Um, so uh, now you got to tell us a little bit more about the older individuals who are blind program. What does that entail? So we work with individuals who are age 55 and older um, that are not necessarily seeking employment. They're generally folks who are retired. Um, the average age of our older blind client is 80 years old. Um, these individuals, um, typically the most common eye condition they have is macular degen- degeneration. And so a lot of times they'll receive services from our agency and it'll be like a low vision evaluation. It could involve uh, travel training, like orientation, mobility training. Um, it could be daily living skills, things of that nature to help them maintain their independence and to be more, you know, independent in their home and communities. Some folks come to us with the goals of being able to, you know, get to their appointments um, independently, not have to be reliant on someone or being able to manage their medication more independently, you know, being able to access that information on their medication bottles. So they'll come to our low vision clinic and they'll be evaluated and they'll get recommendations or if they're not suitable for low vision clinic, they'll work with our instructor, our rehab teacher, and they'll work on non-visual adaptive strategies to obtain um, access and to things like the medication bottle using things like script talk or other devices. And, you know, they'll work with our orientation mobility instructor to learn how to uh, travel safely to and from, uh, whether it be church or, you know, any destination, their veterinarian to get their dog there, Um, whatever it takes so that they can live more independently, um, you know, with more self-direction in their own lives. So that's kind of what we do in the older blind um, program. Um, All right. So we're going to do a little role play. You guys, um, let's hypothetically pretend I currently live at my grandparents' old house in Yarrington, Nevada. This is one town that's way out in the sticks, in the middle of nowhere. It's probably got a courthouse and some casinos in downtown. But it's a little more than an hour from both Carson City and Reno, in the northern part of the state. Let's assume I was laid off. For my last position at a uh, as a, a radio show talk show host, so let, let's assume that I was laid off from being that radio talk show host at this local station, and I needed assistance with finding a similar position with another station. Elisa, how would I sign up for services? Um, I th- uh, so. Yarrington does not have a job connect office, which is one of the uh, sort of entry points to get into our services. But uh, the job connect services, which help folks who are looking for new jobs or looking to uh, upgrade their skills, those services are available online. Um, And I 
think we have adaptations and accommodations for uh, folks who are blind or visually impaired to access our website. Um, so that is one way to sort of get into the basic services. Uh, a lot of our rural communities, not Urington, if you'd picked a different one, uh, there are Job Connect offices that do have vocational rehabilitation staff in the office. Uh, so Fallon, Winnemucca, Elko, and Ely have Job Connect staff that can connect you to those services. That's one way to get started. Rochelle might have oh, yeah. other recommendations. <laughs> <laughs> we get calls all the time. So a lot of times folks will just generally pick up the phone and call us. And we're so happy to get those phone calls because we can give them the variety of options and avenues in which to apply for services, whether it's our older blind program or um, vocational rehabilitation services that they are seeking. So first off, we'll talk to them and ask them if they call us, we'll talk to them and ask them, um, you know, what it is they need and how we can be of service to them. And then we'll hopefully direct them in the right spot. And if it's like you mentioned, like a scenario that you were outlining there, Brian, about re, uh, you know, seeking employment, uh, getting, you know, back connected to the workforce, we would then be looking at trying to connect you to the vocational rehab resources. So the application process has moved online. So it's available to uh, anyone that uh, is interested uh, and they can go to our website and it's uh, HTTPS colon backslash backslash Dieter.nv.gov. And I can get you that information. They would then follow the online application process. However, when we're talking to these folks, we generally say, Hey, we can provide accommodations if, you know, for any reason that that process isn't going to work for you due to your, your vision loss. If you need any accommodations, we can provide you a phone number and get you connected to how you can uh, start that process with a sighted assistance if that would be a benefit to you. So we work with them where they are and what they need to help them throughout the application process. And so they can usually get that, um, they can start the process and then get an inter, uh, an intake interview within a couple of days. So it shouldn't be a long process and it shouldn't be difficult. And I always tell folks, hey, if you ever have any problems, call me right back and I'll assist you. Um, here's my phone number. Um, so if there's any hiccups or anything like that, we will walk them through the process, whatever it takes to get them the application. Would that intake would that intake interview be done over the phone? You know what? That's a great question. Yes, a lot of the clients are choosing to do it over the phone. We also have been provided by our agency Zoom licenses, so that was a way we pivoted after um, COVID when things really moved to the online virtual platforms, our agency moved with it and they um, issued to first to the blind services unit, um, Zoom licenses. And so we really took off with that. And so we offer opportunities either through Zoom, clients can meet with us in person, clients can meet with us um, over the telephone. You know, um, sometimes we will go out to where they are if it's the schools, you know, sometimes the workplace, it just is so individualized. We try to accommodate the clients where they are 
And we're very aware of accommodations and we try to provide what is easiest and best for that person. Elisa, um, also over the phone, would you work with the rehab counselor to come up with a sort of individual plan of employment? I know that's how they do it in California. Uh, I'm going to have Rochelle answer that one as well, because okay. she, mm-hmm. she, she's at the client services level. Yeah. Um, Brian, yes, we can work with the clients to develop, um, um, you know, the, the comprehensive assessment, determining their needs, um, figuring out what their service needs may be. It could involve doing things over the phone, like if we want to do an assessment, they could do that uh, virtually. They can do that in person. It really is so individualized, and it depends on the person's own situation, what is needed. But the phone has become um, very convenient. Our clients, you know, um, a lot of them rely on either paratransit or some sort of transportation service to get them to and from places. And it can be an all day affair. They can get on, um, you know, whatever transportation, it can take hours to get to the appointment. Then they come here for the appointment. It can take hours then to return back. So the phone really, or virtual platforms has become a really um, beneficial and resourceful and useful, uh, efficient way of handling uh, the appointments. If things um, are, you know, needing to be happening quicker. You can schedule it over the phone. It takes less time. It's just been a great resource for us. I'm glad to hear California where, you know, is doing it as well. Um, but if, if worse came to worse, say you got into a dispute with the rehab counselor over your plan, following your plan, not following your plan, or if, um, or, or if there was some disagreement or, or if they, if you really needed to talk to the rehab counselor in person, how, from Yarrington, how would you get to the office? Oh, to meet with the person. Um, right. We can provide. Yeah. And that will be, that would be interesting. Um, we can provide transportation services so we would have to research what's available in that area you know it may not be paratransit right because that may not be available in that area so we might have to look at other resources and see what is available sometimes we'll connect with um you know other providers in the area to see hey what's available if we needed to we can go to the individual it's not you know if that's absolutely something that has to happen we can get there all right, good. Um, so once I complete all the steps, get hired at this new radio station, I assume that the Nevada Department of Employment, Training, and Rehabilitation will continue to check up on me and see how I'm doing at that new job before they close my case after a certain number of days. Correct? Absolutely correct. We'll connect with you um, to see how things are going. Generally speaking, we work together in teams as well. So you may need um, other services from our teachers, our instructors. So you may be in contact with more than just the counselor. You may be in touch with the team, which could involve, um, you know, any number of teachers, the technician. Um, but yes, 
we would be maintaining contact with you for 90 up to, you know, a minimum of 90 days to ensure that the job is stable, you're satisfied with the job, and you no longer require services from us. And, and I would add, Brian, that one of the things that we saw during the pandemic for all of our vocational rehabilitation clients is that uh, cases were open for a longer period of time. And um, we kind of looked at that, what was going on. And, and I think mostly what we found is that uh, clients were getting more services. They were getting more training. They were getting more assistance. Um, so it, it seems maybe a little counterintuitive, but actually we think that that was great that folks were interacting with our teams, uh, as Rochelle said, for a longer period of time and uh, really getting the services that they need. So uh, it, that was something that changed a little bit during the pandemic. Can you both tell us about some success stories with your agency? Sure. Um, so we have um, a client yesterday we went out to to see. He was awarded his bin license. Um, he will be operating one of the third most uh, popular sites in terms of sales in the whole state of Nevada. So um, this is a gentleman that came to us with uh, glaucoma and um, I think he's approximately about 45 years old and has a, uh, a young family. And he is now, um, you know, a person who can now operate and run a cafeteria uh, retail location here. Um, and so he's made this, and I would say too, that the average um, income for a Ben operator is in the state of Nevada is $3,100 a month. So a lot of our clients come to us um, being recipients of, of programs like SSI or SSDI. So this is really um, a wonderful, it was a wonderful opportunity to see this man achieve his goals um, and to see, to see him not only achieve it, but um, get one of the best locations um, doing really, really well. And he is... Uh, absolutely ecstatic. Like I mentioned, he got his licenses uh, yesterday. So he is now um, uh, a licensed bin operator here in the state of Nevada, operating one of the most successful sites we have. So we're so thrilled for him. Everyone, how might our listeners sign up for services with the Nevada Department of Employment, Training and Rehabilitation, or Dieter? Well, I can say for um, for us here at um, BSBBI, Bureau of Services for the Blind and Visually Impaired, they can, um, and for all of uh, Voc Rehab, they can apply at https colon backslash backslash D-E-T-R, that's Dieter, D-E-T-R dot N-V dot gov. And then that will link you to the online application process. Once you get to that page, there'll be a tab for rehabilitation. And then um, you can also contact if they need sighted assistance, they can contact our global scheduler. And that's at 775-823-8112. They can always call me. I am the supervisor for the services 
for Bureau of Services for the Blind in the state of Nevada. Um, and my number is 702-486-3552. And I can be reached by email as well, which is uh, r-pennock, that's P as in Paul, E-N-N-O-C-K, at nv.deter.nv.gov. Uh, so I'll say that again so that's uh, clear. It's r hyphen Pennock, P-E-N-N-O-C-K, at nvdeter.gov, or deter.nv.gov, sorry. Everyone, we appreciate your efforts speaking out for the blind and visually impaired in Nevada. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Before we go, listeners, I welcome your comments on this program. Just visit and like me on Facebook at Speaking Out for the Blind, or follow me on Twitter at Speak Out Blind or Speak Out for the Blind. You can also check out my website, that's speakingoutfortheblind.weebly.com. More information on today's show is posted there. Just look under the list of episodes and show news tab. And my show archive is at speaking-out-for-blind.pinecast.co. That's all for this edition of Speaking Out for the Blind. Thanks for listening. And remember to speak out. Join me, Brian McCallan, on Speaking Out for the Blind. I interview blind newsmakers to inspire the population to go for their dreams. Speaking Out for the Blind airs Fridays at 8 p.m. Eastern on ACB Media One. California. Florida. Iowa. Texas. Guide dog users. Students. IT professionals. Government employees. The American Council of the Blind has members in all 50 states and is actively engaged in a wide variety of activities. We advocate for the education, employment, and social inclusion of all blind and visually impaired Americans. We publish a monthly magazine. We hold an annual conference and convention. And operate a multi-channel internet radio station. Check us out at acb.org. Together, we can do anything. You are listening to ACB Media One, also known as Mainstream, the flagship of the ACB Media Network. The ACB Media Network is a service of the American Council of the Blind. Please visit us at acbradio.org.